Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Thank you. Welcome to the Pat Mayo Experience, presented by DraftKings. We got a lot of shows coming up, the same shows, every single week, be it the Sunday Night Live recap that we're doing before Sunday Night Football, the ranking show, the spread picks, the best bets, the DraftKings picks. You're going to know pretty firmly what the football schedule is going to be starting on Monday of this week. So what better time to have some friends of the show on just to have a chat, you know, fill, fill some content. For you some bonus content during the long weekend because i'm always looking for content on the long weekends we might as well do this right now matthew wiley is on with me sir i want to congratulate you on your hundreds of thousands of new dollars man well, i like being called a content filler by the way that's pretty much the story of my life uh no i the uh yeah so sunday i'll get right into that one <laughs> pga showdown one two three which I ran some luck late to get it, uh, but it was very exciting. So a nice way to build up the the kitty for showdown season, right? It's NFL season. Uh, and I said to Nelson in one of the discords, maybe it was on Twitter. I said, show me my, my year-long profitability graph for golf, because it's usually garbage, because we close real strong. Golf's hard, Pat. Don't have to tell me about that. I I was having a god-awful year until the BMW Championship, and while I didn't win hundreds of thousands of dollars, I hit enough for me to be like, hey, I'm up a little bit of money now. This is great. And that's, I feel like Showdown in NFL is probably the same way, too. Like, you're just going to lose so much, and you're just playing for that one big win, aren't you? Um, I find, I find profitability and my stats may say differently, but, you know, looking back at last year with a few big wins in showdown NFL, I find it to be one of the better games for me to play, uh, PGA extraordinarily difficult, but, you know, I left it to the very last tournament. I don't, I didn't play PGA showdown all year. And then I played it once and I, I just applied some of the mechanics I'm using for NFL and some things I've learned from some of the sharpest minds in the game and it worked. Pick winners. That's the thing you do. Yeah, pick the guys who win. I've always heard that. I, I don't know how to do that, so that's especially difficult for me. But Are you playing Euro this week? No. Okay. Well, I know I, on DraftKings, yeah, I am playing Euro. Okay, okay. It's not going. I locked, I locked Matt, Matt Fitzpatrick, so he closed it's, well. As of the time of this recording, that's looking pretty good. I only ended up playing one lineup. I just played one in like the 25 because it was like 100K up there. Did you max right. it out? Yeah, I maxed it. 
I maxed it and I locked. I'm in I'm in the mindset now, like in showdown, where I don't mess with min max. I just let the projections do a lot of the talking. But I also don't I know you have to have a lot of conviction on one or two players in order to have a chance to win it all. And that's where I'm going in golf. I mean, if you talk to a guy like Cam Cole, I think he's won four millies. I mean, he locks one or two players, even in the big contests. So you really have to have conviction. I locked Xander and Cantley in the showdown on Sunday, and that that played out really well for me. And that's how you come one, two, three. Yeah, that's how I come one, two, three. So do you do the same thing for NFL showdown? Uh, I don't lock players in NFL showdown. It's strictly on projections. Um, the projections, the projections, if they hit, if you hit the game script correctly and you hit projections on the players, if you use your own, the optimizer, if it's good, will build the opt optimal lineup for you. And it, without you forcing min-max, without you locking players, without even you locking captains, uh, I can't beat a calculator in terms of how to assemble lineups based on projections. Um, so, you know, in every sport, projections are essential. Golf is just the most difficult, right? I mean, how do you project birdie streaks or eagles? I mean, you could project maybe finishing position. Um, so, yeah, locking one or two players in golf is is really the model for me now. So we're excited for next season. Are you even playing, like, regular slate NFL, or is that just like a goof for you and you're focusing on showdown? Um, no, I'll play regular slate NFL. I think it's a lot more difficult. Um, I'll probably do more MME stuff. Uh, I've, I've been playing a lot more baseball, Pat. Baseball. Did, didn't, didn't know you knew anything about baseball. I, 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 not to the level of a lot of these players know, but it's mathematics, right? It's just how you assemble the lineups based on projections. And I've learned a lot recently from very sharp people as how to do that effectively. So we're trying to ship baseball, baseball. I, I kind of want to see you be the fantasy baseball world champion and not know <laughs> who a single player is. That's right. That's right. The LA who? So did, the, I mean, yeah, you're saying you're not wearing that hat anymore. Usually no. when was the last time you wore that Dodgers hat? I think I wore it once in that picture. In that picture, yeah. Everyone thinks I'm a Dodgers slap. I don't. I mean, listen. I we grew up playing, following baseball, so I know a lot about baseball, but I don't follow it in this modern century. Uh, I mean, we were Jays idiots, right? Weren't you? I was. I mean, we're, I, I'm the. You and I are almost like the the perfect range of ages. I think to be Canadian and Jays fans. Yeah, 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 yeah. So NHL a lot different. Um, I love that for DFS MLB though. It's kind of a sweat. It's really like NF it's really like NHL. A lot of variance with these pitchers, just like goalies. So I didn't really, are you, do you play a ton of NHL DFS like every yes. night or are you like a once a week? Um, I started off a lot of NHL. I won the spinorama the first one last year for a hundred thousand. That was fun. And uh, I think that, I was part of a DK council this year to help get our thoughts. Uh, I was there with Saul Goodman, DFS, uh, to get our thoughts on how to improve the NHL game. And it's for us, contest size, contest size, contest size. I think you could bring a lot more players in the game if you made the contest bigger. But are you sure that would work? Because like how much, like if you're advising, and I, I mean, I agree with you, you would probably yeah. get more players and especially more money. And if you make the contest bigger, 
But I mean, I kind of see this with my listeners league all the time. Like if I make it bigger, it'll fill eventually, but I'll have to press forward a little bit. But if I shrink it a little bit, it fills instantly. So let's say I, I some weeks it's going to be like $4,000 or $4,500. And there is a DraftKings week one listeners league, by the way, it's in the description. You can go reserve your spot. It's rake free. Your DraftKings week? How many, how many people are in it? Uh, five, five K for week one. No rake. No rake. 75 K for total. You, and got, it's like flat you've got, payouts. You've got so much collateral with DK. Like that's, that's pretty, that's pretty king shit there, Pat. Well, no I mean, 5,000 player contest. It, it'll be good for my contract negotiations when I'm like, Hey, I can fill up this contest with players every week. <laughs> well, yeah. You brought DK a lot of money. Yeah. I brought no, DK yeah, some yeah. money. I've got, I've never gotten a check. I need to get a check from them. DK. Well, get your show sponsored by DraftKings for the last seven years and you'll be good to go. But they, <laughs> they I can't be on a council because I'm just not, you know, I'm keeping the money. I'm not putting the money back in all the way. Like you right. can, you tend to be right. so like, for golf season, like obviously you're probably up for the year now, like that profitability graph. Were you just like treading water all year and boom, that's the big spike? No, Nelson showed my graph. I retweeted it. I had never played PGA Showdown. So I <laughs> went from, from zero net to 166 or 146,000 or whatever it was. So it was a nice spike. Now in classic, yeah, that's a, that's a fucking disaster. <laughs> disaster. Uh, so yeah, but, um, I'm kind of glad. I'm kind of glad PGA is over, right? Yeah. Okay. So I just feel like it's been two years of animosity, a lot of whining, a lot of vitriol, a lot of splitting fan base. And I was a little just tired of carrying water and, you know, yelling at people about what I don't care that much about millionaire golfers to be chopping it up on Twitter and defending it all the time. And so I'm really glad NFL season's here and Ryder Cup, right? Yeah, well, Ryder Cup's going to be a blast. We're going to blow that out for content. And I, I hope the contests are as good. I feel like the President's Cup was a lot of fun last year. And like the Ryder Cup wasn't a ton of fun two years ago, only because it was so lopsided that it made yeah. it pretty uncompetitive. But the President's Cup when it was in Australia was awesome for DraftKings, wasn't it? I remember that. I can't recall. I can't Like recall. having an answer and then he ended up getting beat by Tiger. That was great. I, yeah, I I can't recall. I do know that one interesting thing that came up in um, in these meetings was a very surprising stat about how many five of six lineups across all across all price entry levels for DK PGA go five of six or five of six lineups cash. Excuse me. And now, was, is that is that new to this year and last year, or is that historically? Because I would feel it was forty six percent of five of six lineups in PGA on the cash line which like the, i thought was yeah over how many years i don't that's a good question i mean i think it was last year exclusively but i remember being six to six in a four 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 with like four percent six to six and i didn't cash it's it's crazy uh i know i'm bouncing around but i just thought that stat was interesting about pga do you think it yeah. has anything to do with the volatility like the bottom end of PGA, like the tour itself right now, is kind of in flux because, you know, as much as you want to talk about like Jason Kokrak and yeah. Charles Howell the third, these like, you know, fourth tier PGA guys that went to live, they did provide yeah. a solid base week to week. And then so many guys left that you just have these high variance guys in now that could be third place totally. or last place. 
Totally. And I, I felt like, you know, how in every year you get a Taylor Moore, Lucas Glover leading on Saturday, none of them seemed to give up the lead, right? I mean, they just seemed to close well and win. You had so many, it seems, first-time winners this year or rare winners, and the guys like JT didn't do anything at all. Um, I think there's a lot of streakiness and boniness, boniness, bonusness in, in golf that um, just is very difficult to measure or predict. Uh, bogey-free rounds, streaks, eagles, and and it's just it's just tough sometimes to get that lineup that has those freaky numbers. I mean, that's not that much different than I mean, we play it a ton, and we've been talking about it for the past eight months. But in football, like you know, really, what's the difference in a, in an actual game state of a guy who has seven catches for ninety-nine yards and a guy because who has you can six pretty much predict you can, you can pretty much predict that how how he's going to get there seven catches for 99 yards for chase and a touchdown true but if he gets one more yard it's now all of a sudden an extra three points yeah extra three points but right but in in golf how you get there is just it's a mystery i mean you could have 45 birdies and 45 bogeys i mean you oh and streaks and all under 60 or under 70 it's just different right sure yeah every every even par round is not worth the same amount. That's right. You need some players to be shitty and catch back up again. <laughs> so, yeah, it's just, you know, when you have projections in golf, they're really, at least to me, meaningless. Like Scotty Shuffler has an 88 projected score. I mean, he could do 140. Uh, I mean, it's almost a 2X, a 2X uh, uh, variability in terms of projections. So, yeah. I didn't know what we're talking about, but we're just we're in- just talking. That's what this is for. People want to just have two pals little, shooting the shit about drafting. Well, what's what's the players' council like, by the way? Like, what are the weird questions? Like, are you allowed to talk about it? They all wear robes. And really, wigs. you like like yeah. the stone cutters? Yeah, yeah. And we had to do a sort of a a blood seance that we all share. That's what we do at the these meetings. No, I mean, it's they're actually quite nice uh the guy who sets up a lot of these contests he's extremely sharp his name eludes me because i'm terrible with names but um they did value the feedback uh for nhl we gave some feedback on pga they were gonna do they did one for best ball but i missed the meeting um but that's that's what they're like i mean you've got a couple of guys just asking a bunch of questions and getting feedback and saying how can we make this game better and I said, for NHL, honestly, you can, uh, you know, we saw it with PGA. Remember, there was a 4-4-4-4. I forget which one it was for, British Open. And they had so many qualifiers for it from other sports, from MLB. And it filled on a Tuesday. And you had a lot of guys in there who don't play PGA, but just won tickets. I think you can get this. You get a lot of NBA guys jumping into NHL when when any NBA has a break. Sure, but like what... <laughs> The weird thing about golf was where, I mean, I was going to say it's not as popular as hockey, but golf might be more popular inside North America, I mean, inside the United States at this point than hockey is, isn't it? I think, I think, I think PGA in terms of visibility is outside the top 10 worldwide. Yeah, but I'm talking about, I mean, but it, if we're talking I about think it's DraftKings contest. NHL is huge. Oh, and, oh, in terms of contests? Yeah. Yeah, and it, yeah. NHL is almost niche in terms of DFS sport. And I think it's the best. I think it's one of the best and most fun to play. 
Sure. But I mean, it's the same thing, same case I made for golf all these years. Like I love playing DraftKings football, but I love right. playing DraftKings PGA because I just think it's the best bang for your buck that you're going to get. And like you mentioned, the, the high variance and not knowing where everything's going to come from creates right. a real sweat. Like I got my dad playing DraftKings golf lineups. He fucking loves it. Does he? Yeah. He's just like, who's this guy? I'll, I'll use him. And then he's like tracking his score all of a sudden. And it's like he can... Think about it on a Wednesday afternoon, fill out a lineup, and you know he's usually good till at least Friday afternoon until the cut comes, and you know maybe you'll have a sweat throughout the weekend. Like that's the fun of it. Like football's over in I, three hours. I do, I do believe that the less you know in golf about players, the probably the better you're going to do. Well, you never end up using the random jabronis that I use, who I just think are going to be good and aren't. Yeah. I was trying to think of some Euro slaps that I played this week. Just going, I mean, it's crazy. Some of these names from back in the day. Yeah, I played, I played some dude from France. I've never heard of because sky and Tom on the world DP world tour pick show told me to play him. I was like, all right, I'm in. Who's that one dude that you and Jeff used to pronounce. Oh, I know who it is. Victor. Is it Victor Dubesson? Cause I think he's. In <laughs> that was a good bit. Dude had great, like late nineties side part. Rider but strong. You, from you used to also lift your finger up like this. Well, you got to be like pretending to smoke. I have yeah. a new guy though. The the Belgian, the young Belgian guy, Adrian. Say his name uh, normally. Say his name normally, then say it the way you say it. Well, I think it's. I mean, I think I actually pronounce it correctly. I don't need some American telling telling me. And you're American now, by the way. Not Canadian. Oh yeah, totally. Um, I don't need some American telling me how to pronounce a French name when je parle français. So Adrian <laughs> Dumont Deschamps is I how I assume you actually pronounce it when. You got some American who's like, well, man, I got this Adrian du Chamont in my foyer. And it's like, all right, oh, man. Like, je parle en français tout à do you, do you, Please tell me you don't say foyer. Uh, that is a very difficult. I actually was with people, one of my daughter's friends, and she wanted to say the word foyer or foyer. And I said, it's a very big struggle for me because I have, there's a town here where this is horse country and the, these the, the central hub of horse country is Versailles. It's extremely difficult. Whoa, 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 whoa. I know. One second. I know. I know. Like, I know. is that actually what it's called? Or is that just how, like, yokels pronounce it? It's Versailles. No, Versailles. It's Versailles. That's, that's a tough scene. It's, it's difficult. I mean, because when I say foyer, not a lot of people know what I'm talking about. But... There you go. Sorry, Pat. I, I, I just, I, I don't know how I could, I guess you get used to it. Is that what happens? You do. I've been here for 23 years. Yeah. I mean, you get used to it. That's the Versailles. Really? There's better one. I mean, I don't think there's better ones, but there's more examples. Yeah, I'm sure there is. I mean, if you're going to go with Versailles, Versailles, I can't imagine with like fringy ones are like, well, uh, Louisville, right? Louisville. That's not bad. Kentucky has a major French influence. Um, it, but, it, I mean, it, it kind of sounds like it, but at the same time, it doesn't sound like it no, whatsoever. But, but they strip the Frenchiness from it, for sure. Yeah, I can see that. So when you go down and start parlaying Francais, how do they uh, react? Um, I might as well be speaking Mandarin. It's not really something that's spoken a lot here in Kentucky. I mean, Albeit my daughter had a, my daughter was taking French in middle school, and uh, that was amusing <laughs> for both of us in terms of how they were teaching it. 
Our Former, French suck, though. Let's be honest. Let's go. If you want to talk about the Ontario school system. I mean, I'm not in Ontario. I don't give a shit about the Ontario. No, when we grew system. up, like we took French for 16 years, it seemed. Can I mean, we speak? here we got to opt in or opt out. Did you opt in or out? Uh, I, w- I was in French immersion from like the sixth grade to the 10th grade. And I was like, ah, fuck it. But I kept doing math in French. But we never became really good at it. That's the thing. No, because we never actually had to use it. There was no practical right. application in speaking the language for us. Right. We could go to France Ooh. and act. We could be a joke. Oh, yeah. Like it, when, when I was I was in Paris last year and yeah. I didn't do much speaking of the French, but I could mm-hmm. understand everything everyone was saying. But right. like it's, it's one of those like I could always write French better than I could speak yes. French. I could but, read it, write it. Yeah, yes. but when someone says it to me, I can understand it. It's just me communicating it back. <laughs> I talk so I talk so slowly, trying to like <laughs> like, and like when you're at like I haven't seriously spoken French in like twenty years. So like, there's yeah. just words you just forget. <laughs> yeah, I agree. That's been and the French look at Quebecois French is like, I I mean I don't even know what an app comparison would be. Like, no, I can I can get around and sound somewhat proficient in it and maybe a little cool but if you go off the farm a little bit i'm i'm a fraud <laughs> so people will ask me down here in versailles to speak french and i can get away with a little bit but i can't sell the whole package well if you want to sell it without knowing it do the accent that really sells it i do have so i do have a long standing bet with every american and this has gone on for 23 years and the hit rate is 0% zero as to what is the capital of canada oh this was, one employee one employee got it he's looking at me right now th- this was on the challenge this week and no one knew it an american cbs show no like smart people you know the answers are always ontario toronto quebec i mean at least Tor- at least toronto makes sense as an answer it's not the answer but it makes sense right It'd be like if I didn't know anything about America, they're like, what's the capital of the US? I'd be like, oh, New York. Like, <laughs> I could see how you could make that leap. Like, what's what's the city you know? That's probably the capital, which is right. turns out, I mean, in Europe, it's usually the answer, but for like the rest of the world, it's not. Yeah. What's the capital of Kentucky? Frankfurt? Yes. That's a pretty good one, Pat. Well, sometimes Frankfurt. Frankfurt. <laughs> Frankfurt. It's funny that you have the German name in there with uh, Versailles. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> We're an eclectic bunch down here. Yeah. So is that like big Lafayette country uh, when they came over and had the revolution? Just Kentucky. I live, was in Fayette, I live in Fayette County. It's Fayette. But it's Fayette. Fayette. How many best ball drafts did you end up doing? Oh, my God. I am. Uh, I'm. I'm lagging. I did one five five five. I did I'm about a hundred in on the ten dollar and I gotta close it strong. Um you're still going. Yeah, I was gonna do the fifty thousand dollar best ball draft, but I I got in. No, thank you. That's, <laughs> that's our mail person. Um I was gonna do it, but I got in just under the wire. Or I well, the opposite of under the wire. So I didn't get it, but I've done a lot and it's been fun. I mean, I think that there's a uh, there is a quarterbacks are going way early this year. I've been stacking a ton of the Eagles. Uh, I think they're just absolutely loaded, and uh, I like where I am. 
right now. There's been, have you done any drafts since all the cuts were made? Uh, I did one this morning, and it, the DK app, I can say this, kept timing out. And so it basically auto-drafted like like Jerome Ford, the backup running back for the Browns, and it completely tilts your brain up when you when that happens. But uh, I have not – I've been very lucky as to not be hit with a majority or my heaviest weight players big cut. Thankfully, that where did uh, where did Jonathan Taylor go in that draft? Uh, he was first round early on, and yeah, and then not today. Uh, no, 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 not today. I'm gonna talk about back in what? Oh June, yeah, where, where did he go today? I'm curious. Oh, I'll tell you right now. I'll tell you right now. Um, I, I, I. I get the sense that he may be worth the gamble. Do you think he shows up at a team day one? Well, no, he's out four weeks because he's on the pup list. It's just, is he actually hurt or is this just what they're doing to him? And then all of a sudden week five, he's fine. Like, I think that there's a difference. Like I like Camara this year a lot. Like he's back in week four. You can sweat the first three games, right? Yeah. And I think that if there's ever a time that you can sweat any of the games, it's the first three weeks before there are bye weeks. Like you'll have, as long as your guys aren't hurt, you have an entire complement of players. It's just when you get into like, bi-week shit and and your guys on suspension then it becomes a bit more problematic but you should have someone that can at least tread water for you for three weeks and then boom you might get a top five running back when he comes back i just don't know what jonathan taylor is going to be like when he comes back because if he's actually hurt which is dubious i I really don't know no one seems to know that yeah he's out the four weeks but that doesn't guarantee he's going to play in week five at least with camara we know he's healthy he's gonna play in week four what fifth round where did Camara go? Uh, Camara's going to go later than that. Uh, he's been going pretty late. He went seventy six. He went the seventh round. I, I think that's he, a good pick. I've been I've been taking so much Algier from Atlanta. Is it Algier? Algier? Yeah, from the from the Bijan people. I hate. I'm going to tell you right now. Bijan is the bit Pitts was my bust last year. Bijan people are unbearable. Unbearable. Take him in the first round, dude. That's fine. Bus City. You're I'm with you. I, I just don't get how – I mean, I get it. There's You can become enamored with a player, and if you don't take him in the first round, the chances are he's not going to make it back to you if you truly believe. But, like, what's the difference between him and Saquon, who's going, like, double the picks later? Um, that, that, hang on, I'm getting a spam call. Uh, you should take it on the show. See if see if you need your ducks cleaned. I don't even know what you that want, means. Do you want to know the stupidest thing? I'm I'm I met this. That sounds like I'm meeting guys. I met this guy, John. He's a he's in business with me now. It was on Hinge, but now now it's a business relationship. Yeah. I'm I met this guy right No. I and I I was texting him and he wasn't texting back. And it turns out I had I had stored his number incorrectly from my call list. And in fact, I was tweeting or texting a spam company. And so now they harass me all the time because I guess I gave away sensitive details about my life. They called me this morning and said, hey, <laughs> you need financing, don't you? I'm like, no, I don't. <laughs> Thank like, you. Why not? <laughs> yeah. Um, I mean, that, that's that's where I, I mean, I, I get it, though, because that's where I get the majority of my financing from is from random calls from strangers. Yeah. Yeah. I said, I don't need financing. I'm fine. He's like, why not? 
<laughs> I was like, I'm, is this the guy I've been texting for a year? So no. Anyway, that was probably him. Do, the, do you like what are like? So you have the financing ones. What other spam calls do you get? Because I, I always, always get I get duck cleaning and I get a bunch in Mandarin. No, I never get duck cleaning. It's always website help, and now it's financing in America because interest rates are so high. Um, they just try to scalp everyone. The one thing I do get is the Police and Firefighters Foundation. Now, if you watch telemarketers on HBO, Max, I don't. Max, it's a series called Telemarketers. Look back about eleven years ago about how insidious this environment was for telemarketing how just how awful it was so in the u.s you get a lot of calls from police and fire foundation right and you feel obligated to donate because why would i not want to support these organizations that are underfunded well it turns out these telemarketing companies all they do is give a small check medium-sized check to the police and say can we use your name in telemarketing sure so they could make $10 billion and it all goes to them and the police just get that upfront check. Anyway, I would suggest watching that on Max. Not HBO Max, Max. Just, just Max. Because I think it has Discovery too. So we can watch- It changed their brand. The dumbest people. That's like, that's like you dropping your last name. HBO dropped HBO and just calls it Max now. Yeah, is that a Time Warner thing though? Because now they can put all their streaming services on one platform. Like, because I mean, look, like I, I have Matt, like, in, in, you know how it works in Canada. Like it's like, I think it's Crave up here that has Max, Hulu and like Disney Plus's Hulu up here as well. Yeah. Like it's, it's more condensed and consolidated that, you know, what, what are three streaming services in the U S is just one here. So it's good bang for your buck. That the way. funny thing is that I, uh, we sometimes get DoorDash for some of our relatives in Canada. And skip the dishes is your version of DoorDash. Yeah, John John Ham's in the commercials. Skip the dishes is it's, come on, it's not. It's hilarious. I, I mean, I, I it's don't. It's a ripoff. I don't think I have skipped the dishes. What do I have? Oh, I do have skipped the dishes. There we are. I was wrong about that. I'm trying to teach my eighty-six-year-old grandma how to use Uber. She can't drive. Well, she she's legally allowed to drive herself. She can't really see sure. or hear, so it's not great when she takes her car out. Right. So I was trying to teach her how to use Uber, and that was just. Uber's the greatest. It's the absolute greatest. It would be great for her because then she wouldn't have to drive. It was just link it to my credit card. You'll never have to pay for it. Go wherever you want. But now. Right. Not you now. should hit her up. You should hit her up for financing. See if she wants some financing. I mean, you might be able to talk her into some financing. <laughs> if if she has like one of those custom, like it's not a rotary phone, but it's like a classic right. phone. It has huge buttons and it is so fucking loud. It will blow out your eardrums. But she has none left. So she needs. Let's let's set up a scheme to take all your grandma's money well unfortunately it's all my <laughs> money because i gotta pay you've already done that no, i didn't listen she had no she didn't have a ton of money to begin with so now i am paying for that uh, so okay. you're, you're, we can work out a scheme to steal my money back i suppose yes um <laughs> jeff wilson jeff wilson went on ir for the dolphins do you have any that's dolphins a bad one that, i saw that today that may be a bad one for me that was a conviction for me so you don't have like sideshow what is his name sideshow raheem mostart no, he burned me last year, and uh, I saw a thing about targets for Jeff Wilson and and how he's going to be a massively valuable RB1, and so I took a lot of him, and now he's on IR. So that may burn me a little bit. If Jalen Hurts goes down, wrap up the season, it's over. I've taken so much. I In my 5-5-5, five, 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 I stacked Hurts with, 
with A.J. Brown and Devontae Smith, which is extremely hard to do in these drafts. Is that, is that round one, two, three? It's round one, two, three. Yes, I got Smith at the top of the third round, like second pick or third pick. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. So when did you, so you took Hertz like second overall? I took Brown, Hertz in the second round, and, and then, then Devontae Smith. Smith top of the third. Did, did you uh, feel the need to go get Goddard too in the fourth round? I did. I got him. <laughs> Goddard. Uh, and I think I got Swift just to really load up. Did, did, um, so when you build that team and you're all in on the Eagles like that, do you pick yep. another team and go like a, a crappy team and go all like, I know Godwin Evans and Baker or something like that. No, I did a secondary stack of, uh, of the Vikings. No cousins. KJ Osborne's probably my biggest conviction this year. And they cut Jalen Rager today or yesterday. So KJ Osborne, uh, Kirk cousins. And Addison. I didn't take Madison. No, 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 Addison, Addison. Um, no, there was one more. I'm trying to think of what it was. Hawkinson. No, I think their backup running back, Ty Chandler. No. Yeah, yeah, Ty Chandler. Although they just picked up Miles Gaskin too, so yeah, Ty Chandler I, I season think, might be delayed a little bit. I think uh, Hawkinson goes a little too early for me, albeit he could have a blowout season. Um, but I just think that KJ Osborne's going to have these huge spike games. Uh, I think Kirk, Kirk Cousins is undervalued. Well, where's he going? Like, he's going in the range he should be. He's in that, like, Aaron Rodgers, Dak Prescott zone, isn't he? Uh, I'll, I'll answer that question here in a second. <laughs> yeah, pull, um, pull up your draft from today. <laughs> pull, pull my 555. No, um, I think Rodgers is value. I would never draft a Cowboy to save my life. I Steelers, Ravens, Browns, Cowboys. I've been taking a lot of Cardinals. I think they're value. Um the Jets, because I'm such a hard knocks slap wad, that every time I watch hard knocks, I fall in love with the team. I was like, this is right, don't you? Like the Lions last year? No. Okay. I didn't even watch hard knocks, so you don't? No. You know who the voice of hard knocks is? Is it Live Schreiber? Liv Schreiber? Yeah. Is it yeah. Live or Live? Like, is he sponsored by the Live Tour? <laughs> <laughs> but I couldn't believe that. I could believe it. Yeah, he's been the voice forever. Yeah. That's like saying Channing Tatum was the voice. That's just how does that happen? I mean, he has a good voice. He has a good narration voice. He little it it's a little much. Okay, he comes on the set and he goes full voice. And I'm like, come on, just bring it to bring it to a seven. Well, you you've I mean, have you ever directed a commercial or just produce a commercial? Uh I've done both. So have you been on the other side of the glass when you have the voice actor guy in and like, he's really given it. We don't, we hire out voice actors that we don't even know who they are, but I, I agree. I mean, I, I'm just saying that he, Rogers was such a huge fan of the voice. He got an uncomfortable, you know, this, this bromance position 
where he had to really overplay it to not disappoint his new friend, Aaron. And it was really awkward TV for me. Watch did the you... show. What's that? It's it's the same show every year is the problem. Did you? Did I what? No, I said just the same. Hard Knocks is essentially the same show every year. <laughs> it is. Yeah. But now they have that magician on there, and it's really exciting. I, I did see clips of that, and Rogers was pumped for a magician. Yes. Um, that maybe tracks I didn't. To... I didn't take him. Oh, I took Mac Jones. Yikes. Yo, that's... Yikes. <laughs> Mac Jones, he's good. <laughs> he's not good. I forgot to draft a second quarterback, and he gets a Mac Jones dust level. Yeah, that's a tough scene. Did you see the yeah. PGA Live DP news? Nope. Starting in 2025, that there's going to be a Super League between all of them. So I guess there's like 18 specialty events or something like that, and guys can play on whatever tour that they want. Oh, really? That just happened? Yeah, I saw it this morning. What do you think about that? I mean, I want them all back together. Right. I, I, I mean, it's weird because I felt like the majors actually meant way more this year because they all got to play against each other. So there's something to that. Like, if you really only have four tournaments, realistically, that anyone cares about, and probably yeah. only three, because no one really cares about the PGA Championship, although it's been yeah. amazing. It's been the best yeah. major, like, the past five years. Yeah. But there's a gravitas to it. It's like the elevated events are super fun, but once you're into, like, the 10th one of them, and then you show up to the FedEx Cup playoffs, it's like, well, I've seen this tournament 10 times already. Why do I care about this? Do you do you feel – what are your thoughts on the uh, on the FedEx Cup Championship finale? I mean, I, I watched maybe an hour of it on yep. Saturday. It's not good. It's not good. I, FedEx spending all this money to keep these guys rich and not getting a lot of viewership. Well, I don't know if it has so much to do with the viewership. It's the fact that they talk about the fucking FedEx Cup every week, every broadcast throughout the entire season, NBC, CBS. So you, you get your tentacles and your mentions all the way through. So I don't think it's like that bad for them, but the fact that this is the final event and no one cares is kind of ridiculous, but I actually have no solution for it. Like I, I like the match play idea that you play, like, I don't know you, the top four, like there's a, you know, there's a big thing that you have to get inside the top four heading into East Lake. And if you're inside the top four, you get exempted to the match play knockout tournament. And then there's 36 holes in the top four from that have to play the other four. Then you have single elimination. Like that would be fun, I think, but it might not yeah. be, it might be terrible. I think, and I'm concerned that now Jay Monahan. Well, I'm concerned that he's still at the helm of this whole ship, and he, they're you know they're carting him out at the end of the tournament when players really don't have a lot of faith in him right now. He's just not he's just not best to be the representative of the brand on the biggest stage. But that's my opinion. I think it's a problem now that he's saying we're going to take live investment in order to wipe out advertisers so you can watch commercial free broadcast. I don't think that'll improve their game because commercials are the ones that validate that your product is being liked and watched by big brands. And well, so this they was just a big wipe thing. that up. Like it was a big it, thing with live, like why a lot of people continue not to take live seriously whatsoever. Like they, they had a big thing the other day that they, there's a shirt deal with the four aces now from some fucking company that has 12 followers on Twitter. It's like, right. all right. So like I sponsored live is essentially what it comes down to. If you can't, 
Like how good can your league be if you're if you can't literally sell commercial time? You need to pay a network to get on it. Like I, I get that it's a startup, and that's how a lot of leagues started up is paying for airtime. But it just when you're competing against like and you have this much money, of course you can do that. When you're yeah. you know, have have the Saudi pockets coming at you and the trillions of dollars, but it just makes you seem super illegitimate. If you're gonna take that money instead of not buying out the commercials, just develop that product that we've been talking about for years. Like put the money in the infrastructure so I can watch pay for a service to pay for a service. Create an OTT platform that I can watch from my phone or put on my TV and eight box it, and I can follow whatever golfers I want. Because at least then. You know, you're not giving up money from the sponsors like you would be by getting rid of commercials. And you're using right. your money on an investment in a product that you can actually sell to people like me. And you're improving the product. And uh, they did that for the players as a test case. And it was fantastic. But it, awesome. it seemed to be it seemed to be washed away. And I think that the problem was you see Bryson selling these 58 T-shirts that no one will buy. Right. There is a disconnect. Tiger made. People believe that there was a huge fan base for the game of golf and not just exclusively tiger. And a lot of these big names leveraged that work from tiger to, to monetize themselves, let him do it. That's fair. But in terms of them bringing over their following or fans of them watching golf, that really never materialized. Live has been successful in disrupting the game. No doubt. The product though, we can admit is a failure. No one's watching it. What I think that I think you're hit it right in the head is that instead of having an end of the year FedEx Cup championship, why does the FedEx why does FedEx not get more involved in some of these massive stadium, massive events like Players Championship? Right, make it bigger, make it the FedEx Cup Players Championship. Everyone watches that. That's one of the best tournaments all year. And that then be- do your OTT. That would be that would be super that. well because how much money is in the prize pool at East Lake like forty million bucks? Oh, it's 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 criminal. It's insane. Yeah. Did you, so just put that onto the players. Like, let's go to Sawgrass for four rounds. The winner gets twenty million bucks. Yeah. And you know what? FedEx is going to comp all this. There's going to be no commercials. We're going to put everything on uh, on split screen so you can watch every player. Brought to you by FedEx. Oh, we just solved a brand problem and a money problem. They don't want to do it. And maybe they know. Maybe it's they American know better than bloated we business. It's American bloated business. It's a bunch of suits like this. They do this. And all they do is just manage and protect money and not fuck it up. That is your role. I'm an executive. You don't do shit, dude. All you do is just don't ruffle any feathers and make sure an absolute lemur can run these companies. It doesn't matter. Every one of them, mostly. Steve Jobs was a game changer. He built things. Suit guys don't do anything. It's frustrating. As long as you don't lose money in that job, you just get promoted again. Get promoted. Here's your 20 million bonus. Good job. You didn't fuck things up. Are we growing? Where would be the incentive to actually do anything? Well, we're here now. We're here now. The monopoly is over with. And PGA is now just scrambling. Oh, God, we got to do something. <laughs> More money. Oh, yeah. the ghost just flew by. It just, it's funny with even just a portion of that new money influx that's coming in, what they could do with that. But I mean, I always wonder too sometimes that like, are we just in a bubble of people who like golf 
And it's such a minuscule portion of the audience that we just legitimately don't matter. I don't think the audience of golf, I don't think they understand the audience of golf. I don't think the fans have been part of this, this calculus for two years. It's all been about players, money, money, players, me, me. I want to play less. I want to, you know, I want to make more money. I want to be shotgun start me, me, me. What do the fans want? I don't care. Yeah. That's why you're the out of the top 10 and most popular sports on earth. Has the game grown at all? No, the PGA championship ratings were horrendous. No one cared about Michael block. The, the, the tour championship numbers are going to be terrible. I bet. Well, I, I, I did see, I didn't see the ratings for it, but you remember when Ricky won at rocket mortgage and you couldn't find it on TV. Yeah. yeah. So, I mean, there, Kyle there Porter pre- said, Kyle Porter said the other day, he's like, I, I can't, I, I think he was being serious or maybe not unserious, but he said, the FedEx Cup championship was preempted, was cut off for the Dallas, uh, a, a preseason Dallas Cowboys game. Of course it was. Yeah, of course. Of course it was. What does that tell you? Well, I mean, it was preempted in Texas for that, not across the nation, right? I would have rather watched the Dallas Cowboys. Well, maybe, maybe, maybe so, but I can assure you that in like the, the Cowboys like TV zone, yeah, PGA is getting the boot over a priest. Anything Cowboys. Could have been Jerry Jones interview is getting the boot. The highest edge you have in best ball is against Cowboys fans. Unless they unless they're a good one year. Then then you're screwed. Yeah. It's like the fade fade Rom every week after he won the Masters. Like it feels like you're gonna get got, but you didn't really ever get got. Nope. Nope. I, I find that super interesting because I, I thought, I mean. It could have been a troll comment for all I know. I don't want to like straw man something I saw on the internet. However, it was just like, yeah, Rom had a bad year. It's like Rom had the best year. That's why he's going to win player of the year when all is said and done, because, you know, he won a major, he won four times. But do we not react enough to these guys who go on? Just the fact that Scheffler was able to sustain this ball striking for as long as he did and continue with the shitty putting all the time. I mean, that's one thing. Like that's a very impressive feat from him, but like Rom was unbeatable for three months that you just knew it had to end because he's not tiger. Yeah. Would he have four wins and a, and a masters? Yeah. I mean, if you win the masters, you're kind of up there in terms of player of the year. Right. No, I mean, he won, Uh, he won a major, he won four times. No one else. No, I I think Vic would be the next one, the next closest one. He didn't win a major. He won three times. He won Memorial BMW and the tour championship but didn't win a major like he can't win rom had a career in a span of eight months yeah in three months like four four wins in a major from january to april how many how many guys have been chasing a masters he's what 26 i think he's 28 now i, I can effort that but i can you effort think- john rom's age Anyone think it's going to be his last one? I mean, my God, he's going to be in those dinners for the next 70 years. Yeah. He's 28. 28. 28. But I wonder if we've seen this the past few Masters winners, because who's it been? It's been Rom, Scotty, Hideki. Feel like they all kind of fell off. Like even Scotty fell off a little bit last year after he won at Augusta. He didn't win again until Phoenix the next year. Look at Tiger. He almost died. Yeah, that was the end of Tiger. The end of Tiger. 
Look like at Sergio fell off a map him. after he won. Huh? Sergio just didn't do shit in a major for like six years and after he won. No, ruined his life. I mean, it's I mean, all these guys are just uh I Brooks has got to be close next year. Right? I find him to be one of the most fascinating athletes on earth. I know a guy out at the event at the best ball. I won't name his name, but he is 150,000 per major in action. Brooks over Cantlay against someone like, well, against a group of people. Like, so finishes this year or just in general or just every major next year, next year. Okay. It feels like Cantlay will get one. No, I'm not going to say next year, but like he'll get one somewhere. I would take Brooks on that side of the bat all day. Yeah, I would take Brooks as well. But I, I don't want to do it's not because I think Patrick Cantley sucks, but no, no. There's but a lot of Patrick Cantley guys out there. There there has to be none. No, a lot of these sharp guys love Patrick Cantley. Love Patrick Cantley. But do they actually like Patrick Cantley? Or is it just they like, oh, I know he's lot. gonna come eat? They play him a lot. Sure, because he's consistently good, but we're talking about winners here and fandom. Like, there's no, is anyone a fan of Patrick Cantlay? No. I mean, is anyone a fan of any of the golf, right? Well, I mean, I feel like Rory has fans. Brooks has fans. It's not Ricky has fans. I think Ricky may be the most popular player on tour. That's what I wanted to get back to. So they released like a social media engagement thing from each of the tournaments this year. You're such a pro's pro, by the way, because you wrote that down and you circled back. That Rocket Mortgage came fourth this year as a tournament for the most social media reach and engagement. And I was wondering, is that because Ricky won or is that because people were trying to find it on the internet and like being mad at him? That's a great question. No, I think that I think that Ricky is one of the most popular golfers ever. And I think that there's something just exciting about him. I think he's one of my favorite golfers on tour. Uh, I would, I would, there's not many people I stopped just to watch golf. Tiger, yes, of course. But Ricky winning, because he's such a people, he's he's the man of the people. He's the, the biggest man of the people on this tour. He could have gone to live easily when he was injured and made a fortune. But I felt, right? I mean, yeah, he could have made a fortune, but I feel like he's kind of making a fortune anyway. Like he yeah. was one of the few that was still like he has. Like, there's only so many golf big national sponsorships to go around, yeah. and he right. is always one of the three guys. It, Even it's when he like, sucks. right? Yeah, I mean it's it just the Baker Mayfield model, right? When he was on everything, Baker Mayfield, every he had so much sponsorship, and granted, because he was very good on television, he's very good in media, but he sucked. Oh, we'll see we'll see how he does in tampa yeah get your money in and 10 to 1 bucks to win the division the nfc is so bad that's the thing like why are they worse than everyone else they're not they're the same they all suck it's eagles niners and have a good day eagles niners cowboys lions vikings ish yeah rest Bengals, eagles uh, that's actually my Super Bowl. Bengals I have 33, Eagles 24. I have Cincinnati over Philadelphia. That was my pick on the show. 
Yep. But you know, it's just no, it's going to be Kansas City. Yep. Now, you're a big Bengals guy. How, how do you, I, I guess they got to go to the Super Bowl. Obviously, they didn't win, but right. does it suck having this generational guy and this generational team that you can only afford for so long? And it happens at exactly the same time as maybe the best player ever. Who are you saying the best player ever is? Mahomes. Okay. Um, they're going to lock up Burrow for the most money that's ever been paid. I agree sure. with that. I don't but, think – I think they'll lock up Chase. Higgins would have to take a discount. Boyd can't can't hack it. But those – they're never going to break up these two unless they're foolish. Yeah, I, I could see Higgins going. But I just it, – it feels a lot like Peyton Manning during the Brady years. You have – and they have. In order to do this right, you've got to draft exceptionally well. And let some of these stars like Justin Bates, uh, who went to the Falcons, go. And you can't pay him. Uh, Jesse Bates, not Justin Bates. Excuse me, Jesse Bates. I think Justin uh, Bates is a DraftKings golf provider. I, I was going to say there is a Justin Bates. <laughs> and I put my foot in my mouth. He's like a murderer or something. <laughs> no, but that's, I mean, listen, is it bad? No, it's there's so much hype around here now. It's it's awesome. I mean, to have a, a once in a generation quarterback, it's awesome. It's fun. I suffered through Bengals forever. I deserve this. I deserve this. You're starting to sound like Cust. This is how he talks. What is I he? What is he a fan of? The Jets. Oh, he is so goddamn lucky. That Rogers is going to turn that. I mean, watch Hard Knocks. He's going to turn the entire franchise around. Yeah, they He's don't change really, culture instantly. They they don't really give guys bad edits in hard knocks. They make them seem like they're great guys and they're gonna be awesome every time. Lions did pretty well. The Jets, he's just changing everything about that team. He's awesome. I started drafting it because I'm such a simp for this stuff. Like I see one guy in hard knocks, I'm like, yeah, he's gonna be the MVP. So Wilson, Rogers, who was the other guy you put with him? Um Lazard, I Lazard a little bit, yeah. No Corey Davis, no Corey Davis. So one guy, one of one of the guys drafted them in their fifty k for the best ball, and he retired from football. That's rough. Um, that's rough. Uh, Brees Hall, right? He's a he's a beast. Well, um, I mean, you do these drafts like all summer long. Yeah. Is there an informational advantage of doing them in the end of May? beginning of July, whenever it might be, not knowing what could, Corey Davis retiring, Jonathan Taylor getting injured, the the Jet signing Dalvin Cook. So, you know, he's going to split carries with Brees Holler. We don't know what that is. Like, is there still enough of an advantage drafting that early versus drafting later on when you know some of this information? Or is it just everyone knows this information now? So I think it, I think it's split, right? I think you could draft heavy early and run, run pure. Um, or or get injured or cut and be incorrect. And if you can draft early, get a better ADP, and your players start to, you know, like, for instance, Josh Jacobs, right? People weren't drafting him. They thought, oh, he's not going to play again. Well, if you drafted him, you got a very good ADP on him, and now you're in the driver's seat. I think he'll be probably the nuts on a lot of teams. 
you know, he was look how fantastic he was last year. Um, inversely, you know, if you wait, you get past the bad news and draft ahead of any injuries, but you can't navigate injuries all season. I mean, I got burned a ton last year with injuries. Um, but you're paying up for guys that we got a discount on in May and June. I think you just, I think you floated over three months, you know, you get the best of both worlds. Is it possible to win? I mean, it is possible to win this. I know it's like playing in the millionaire maker, but I was thinking about this the other day that when it comes to, you know, being very competitive in all these best ball contests or in a millionaire maker, these giant DraftKings contests, is it even worth playing it if you don't have a bankroll? Like, should you just focus on other things? Like Tambo and I talked about that on the DraftKings strategy show and that I became a much better DraftKings player when I stopped playing you know, the giant $5, the giant $20 and feeling like, oh, you know, I'm not going to win this with one. I need to invest 500 bucks, $1,000 every single week where I just have more success playing like a $200 single entry every week and not the multi-entry stuff. There are, there are single entry players and then there are maxers. Um, if you're going to play, unless you get completely, completely fortunate if you're going to play one of these $25 tournaments, for me at least, I've got a max. I've got to have, I can't give up any sort of edge to these guys who are maxing and have 75 more lineups than me or whatever. So either I go in full or I go in not full. And that's that's even paying up in uh, best ball showdown, like the three three threes. I mean, whistles go woo says that a lot about his strategy. You have to pay up to win money. Because uh, not a lot of guys are maxing the three 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 three, but if you do, you've got a significant, especially in showdown, you've got a significant advantage over the field. Um, and single entry, single entry. I don't have a lot of success there. Is it? Although I did finish fourth in thirty one eighty for MLB this week. Thank you. In, in a single entry. Single entry. Yeah. There no, it was, there were two entries, but you know. Frankly, that's single entry. Yeah, see, I, I mean, I, I mean, I'm putting myself at a massive disadvantage because I do like the, and just I was even talking about like the $150 three maxes for NFL. Like I kind of play those like single entries. I mean, you can only have a max up to three, so I am at a disadvantage against the guys yeah. playing three of the entries. But just even to look at them, like there's a couple of them where it's like 15k up top. Then there's other ones that have like 50k up top and 100,000k up top, and just my ROI and the one that has. 15k up top is just way higher than the other two yeah i could see that just sm- for smaller fields like just i can make a mistake and it's okay yeah i think it's a good strategy because i don't want to pay a play I, I, i'm just not going to play five thousand bucks a week it's just i have no desire to do that oh yeah i could see that w- what i could win to me, and maybe this is just me speaking that way, what I could win playing $5,000 a week is not the same as how shitty I would feel losing $5,000 a week, if that makes any sense. Oh, well, I think it's a different, just a different mindset then, right? Yeah. Um, I'm I'm just super aggressive. I'll just go ahead and do it, right? Um, and, and it seems I, like that's the mentality you need to have to play that sort of bankroll. I just don't have it. Yeah, you got to... you you got to know that you're going to, you're going to be hurt sometimes. I mean, the next day I, I maxed the one eleven in baseball and got crushed. Um, but you know, I had no intentions unless I had won a few, a few contests like the 3180 or got finished fourth. At least I had won the contest for a hundred thousand, except the Dodgers 
was a Dodgers game was canceled. One of the games was canceled stupidly. Um, Dodgers was canceled, but I had a little bit of bankroll to max the showdown in PGA. Normally I wouldn't do it, but I just said, okay, let's get aggressive and see if we can get ready for next season for NFL. And it paid off. So, you know, well, I'll, I'll, I'll leave you with this because we're doing like very specialty shows on this. Like I mentioned me and Tambo talked about drafting strategy from picking tournaments to constructing rosters to single entry versus 150, that kind of yep. thing. And that shows out already now on Mayo Media Network. So go do that. I'm going to be doing a showdown DraftKings show with Justin Freeman, my partner at runthesims.com. Code Mayo, by the way. And we're making Thursday night the opening game free to anyone who wants to use the tools. But that's more of how can you compete in these giant tournaments using tools, using simulations, using projections, and visually walking through that on the screen? And you can kind of jump into it right now over at Run the Sims and create a free account and get those tools. But you know, that's just for one game. You got to pay for them the rest of the season. But for you, I know that you max the showdown contest, but you're even talking yeah. about playing even higher stakes showdown yep. contests. Like what's what would be the difference to you? I, I don't need you to give away all your secrets because I know that you're very anti giving away your secrets because you're the one who's trying to win money. But right. if you're if you're constructing one showdown lineup versus one fifty, like what do you look for in the one? Well, I'll build one fifty, and then pick pick the highest projected if I'm going to do a single. And that's so, just it. Just whatever projects the highest, that's the one. Yeah, because the optimizer is telling me based on my projections if they hit. So if I hit game script and I hit within a certain range with players getting the targets and yards and touchdowns, that that is that is going to be your best chance at a win with that lineup. And I'll use it. But I, I don't I don't typically play single. Um I I want to make sure I have as many combinations as possible uh, in order to have that advantage. So if you say it's game script dependent, do you play different game scripts or do you play 150 of the same game script? There, there are people who play multiple game scripts. I typically just go with the projections that I know are, that I'm confident in. So it turns out to be one game script. And I could be way off or I could not be way off. And there's certain things that I do with projections. And there are people that'll even, you know, very sharp people that are argue me on this, but uh, there are certain players that are always, I think, underprojected, um, and changing that gets them more into your lineups than not. Um, so it's really looking at what's in the public and knowing that this is what the public is going to be using and finding some some differences with what you have and capitalizing on that. Um, and I just let good optimizers run the show you're not smarter than a computer i've learned that i used to force rules i used to force min max i used to force ownership and not touch projections and i'm like why would <laughs> after why would you try to beat an optimizer in assembling lineups oh you want 40 percent, rob gronkowski why not 100 percent? since he's the highest projected player you <laughs> fucking nimwit Right. You yeah, well, uh, Justin just created a thing uh, at Run the Sims. You maybe you should take a look into it. It's a it's a, the Sim Runner. So not only can you make your like you know do whatever tweaks you want to the projections, generate your lineups, 
based on the 10,000 simulations, but he's also using dummy lineups based on the projections themselves to fill contests and simulate those contests to see and to create an EV percentage based on duping. Like when I talked to him about it, the video is up right now. People can go check it out. It's a really cool idea. And I know it's for very high end daily fantasy players. When I was talking to him, I was like, there's no chance I'm ever going to use this. And it's like a premium add-on. Like the people who will use it will use it how it's supposed to be used. But sure. it's just, it's such a, it's such a cool tool, but can only be used by so many people. That's wild. That's wild. I should try it out. It's 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 up there now. I'll get you a login. <laughs> can I? <laughs> Do you want me to talk about my news or is that? Yeah, no, let's let's, let's do it. I mean, that wasn't the impetus. We've been talking about just doing something together for like three weeks, but now you got news. Let's talk about it. All right. So I I don't know when we're going to release this. Tomorrow. Friday Friday morning. Okay. Well, it's not bad. Um, I may announce tonight then being Thursday, but uh, you know, my business is in the agency world and marketing and, and business development. I still do that day to day. And I've taken sort of a, 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 a I've, t- I've turned down my content a lot podcast wise because it was taking up a lot of time. And and really what value was I offering the market in terms of what I was saying? And there it wasn't being monetized at all. I just had to, I had to, I had to use my time to make, you know, money. <laughs> And that was, that's my agency life, daily life. I was, I was, uh, I was offered a business opportunity to help run pure sports, grow, build, change culture, use all my business, you know, history and my team to help make it a bigger and better company. And, and big T, Tony Nihas, which is, in my mind, one of the better players in the world uh, asked me if I wanted to come aboard. And I took I took really a lot of time, months and months and months to figure out whether I could A, add value, B, change culture, uh, improve their product. And I like the stuff going on and I do. So I am, I am long-winded story. I am taking a leadership position there, you know, via my, my business life and my agency. And I'm going to lead run pure sports. So are we going to see you on the Thursday night football streams, giving out your picks? Does it mean I'm going to do major league baseball cores? <laughs> Not yet. <laughs> uh, JBC, who is one of the best on earth, who is, you know, also on the team, Bryce Thurden is on the team now too. He would never let me do that. Uh, but yes. So I'm going to be doing a, a probably to lock show Thursday nights on showdown. Ooh, you're you're going to be competing uh, with Mayo Media Network with the same similar show. Well, maybe there could be some synergy. Uh, um, you know what? With uh, with Tambo and who posting it, I very much doubt it. Well, maybe there could be no synergy. <laughs> and I want to say that too because everyone's like, "Oh, it's you know these two outfits are going to go to war." That that's kind of been the message internally. It's like we can't worry about what anyone else does, right? I've got a relationship with Tambo. He owns a horse with me. I, I think highly of him, right? Um, it's only I love business challenges because you have to focus on what you do, and you do that too, Pat. I mean, you you've never been conflict oriented in terms of your business, and people t- try to take swipes and try to you know, uh, you've been very 
gracious to people your entire career because you can only focus on what you do best. And that's all I'm going to do. So I wish the best of luck to everyone. Will we do shows together? Probably not. <laughs> it may be good content. The three of us is holding fucking guns at each other. Like you, me, and Tambo. Yeah, don't, don't put the don't put me in the Mexican standoff. <laughs> I'll just be the guy sitting in the middle. We got run the Sims. That's competing with me, right? Not really. It's a tools. Okay. It's a tools product. You, you I mean that, that's that's why I wanted to help. Like Justin and I created Run the Sims because it is strictly a tools product. There is no content around it. Just customizable tools. Like the the idea was that we would take our product and go to you and go to all yeah. of the different DFS sites out there and be like, hey. Yeah, you know, we provide a cheaper version of this product that you already have. Come use us. Oh, well, maybe we need to talk. Yeah. Um, <laughs> maybe we, yeah, we're business partners. Uh, no. Like if you <laughs> if you have projections, it'd be easy. We can white label, run the Sims, give it to you. The guy who does your projections can upload his projections, take away our projections, and boom, all your users can use them. I will say, that's a very interesting proposition. I will say that I know that we're going to have the best NFL projections in the game. Uh, I have, I'm going to have the best team in the game uh, and we're going to, we're going to light things up. So. And First I, order you know, of business. I, are you hiring siege? <sighs> Say yes. I'm hiring Tim Andercust to be the CEO. Smart. <laughs> <laughs> that face right there. Smart. Good Did luck he still appear on my show? Uh, of course. Well, there we go. Uh, <laughs> no, actually, we're going to bring on some. We're going to bring on some talent, for sure. Siege and Tommy G. That's funny. You said the second name. Uh, no, I mean, I, I mean, I miss Tom. I missed having Tommy around. I love Tommy. <laughs> really? The content? Oh yeah, man. We used to do Game of Thrones shows together. They were awesome. Yeah. Well, you never know. All right. Good news. Congratulations, right, man. Hey, you know. And people are like, wow, you know, I can't believe you're going tout life. I'm not I, going that tout is the life. first first thought I had is like, I can't believe Wiley's going tout. No, you're not. No, I love doing content. I have no reason to do content as much anymore. I love doing this, chopping it up. I could do this for hours with you. I, I mean, I, I said, do people want to see my client list at the agency? I work with Bud Light too. Ooh. Oh, didn't do you realize Wiley went woke? Woke. He's woke. That wasn't my idea. So no, it's just fun. It's a business challenge, and let's let's the best team win. I mean, that's the thing. There doesn't need to be a winner and loser. There's there's the space is still huge enough that everyone can kind of do well. No, I want losers. You do, but I mean, I've always like you said, <laughs> I, I, my uh, it's not that I lack conflict. I love conflict with people, right. but as Mayo Media Network, I always kind of wanted to be Switzerland in a lot of this stuff. Where no, it's I'm, good for me my, to have good relationships with everyone if I'm producing my team, content. My team calls me the Ukraine. Because you're not I'm out, weak. To kill. I'm out to kill. Or or that you're just getting a lot of a lot of funded money sent to you to Wiley. No. <laughs> I'm out to destroy Russians. Ah, okay. <laughs> so yeah, take that off the client list. No Russians allowed. <laughs> you're really killing your base already, pal. <laughs> Yes, All right. We, well, uh, again, we... Wiley seventy seven on Twitter. Will Golflandia come yeah. back at least? Like you well, say, you provide no actual content. I loved listening to Golflandia. I just thought it was a fun. We like, might I'm do not there. It's the same reason people listen to my show. They're not like, man, Pat's got some pretty sharp picks. People still yeah. listen because they like yeah. it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Sportlandia. We're gonna do. We're gonna do multi things. 
I like I like doing Wednesday Spaces. I think it's one of the best on tap platforms. I think you should do more of them too. If I could figure out an easy way to rip spaces to put it into an audio podcast, because I get paid for audio podcasts and oh, don't get yeah. paid for spaces, You're that would be much people. easier for me. You're if I could insert a mid-roll into spaces, I would do it. But if we're talking about getting paid, I can either put it on Twitter's platform or I can put it on Apple's platform, which right. you know I can actually monetize. Uh, we'll figure that out. That's you figure we'll that do. out, you let me know. I'll we'll cut talk, you in. And we'll talk about Run the Sims. Yeah, of course. Run, run Pure Sports, think NFL 17. That's the code. That's the code. Sign up. You're going to see the best team in the world. The, the Cincinnati Bengals of DFS? The Cincinnati Bengals of DFS. We'll give all the secrets up. Wiley77 on Twitter is where you can follow him. You can follow me at the PME. I am doing a giveaway, $500 for every 100 reviews we get for the audio podcast on the Pat Mayo Experience on Apple or Spotify. So subscribe, rate and review, five stars. Make up something you enjoy about the show, even if you don't enjoy the show, although you're listening to this at the end of the show. So I assume you probably enjoyed it or you just really like to hate listen to things. Either way, you rate it five stars. Include your Twitter handle or email address. If you get pulled as the winner, then boom, you get 500 bucks. Tell 99 of your friends, then two of you can win 500 bucks. That's the way that this is going to go. So please support us. Help us out by smashing the like newsletter sub that's completely free sub on the youtube and that's part of the giveaway week one listeners league now available rake free three max entry hit that down in the description and run the sims.com code mail will get you 10 percent off during the year but thursday night football opener is completely free to check out the tools on your own all right i'm pat mayo thank you for watching i'll see you next time experience experience